Hey, it's About Town Deb and Bill Brown is back on set. You're back. Bill is back. I'm back. It's holiday time. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what is it like or what was it like to be on the news and it's holiday time oh, and yeah. your family's at home. Yeah. And we're also going to have a little fun with some, you know, Christmas quotes and some fun things. And Bill has got something really cool to share, but we're not going to tell you. So stay <laughs> tuned. We'll be right back. The silver mines There's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together Is her cup of tea She's out on the road And all over the web With a big smiling heart It's about town, Deb And welcome back to About Town Dev City Talk. I am so excited We're going to end the holidays With the amazing Bill Brown, you know, author, storyteller, journalist, and a friend of the community, and a dad, and a hubby, and all those cool things. So you're, you know, you're just a little bit of everything. A jack, a jack of all traits. That's, that is exactly what a a journalist is. That is what you are. A journalist is a jack of all trades, master of none, um, knows a little bit about everything, but not a lot about any one thing. But that's what a journalist should be, because a journalist is always out there to learn something they didn't know. And to share with us. So oh, yeah. We can learn that's every day, too. Goes. Yeah. So I like that. But we want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors, Crystal Basin Sellers, um, little teaser coming. Oh, you were here at first. We are in the process of changing distributors. So mm. hopefully in January we come back, I'll be able to share who it is. So that's a really big deal because it will be a local About Town Deb brand mm-hmm. with a local distributor. Wow. And we give back to a local nonprofit, Northern Nevada Children's Cancer Foundation. So I'm really proud to be able to represent not only Reno, Carson, Tahoe, but Children's Cancer Foundation and just, you know, have people on the show that care about not just our community, but our world. So I'm really excited. So thank you to Crystal Basin and Surratt Law Practice, Kim Surratt. She has been by my side, like even when I was at Nevada Matters, America Matters, she's never, she's been there. And I'm just really grateful to have her in my life. So I'm, all that kind of stuff. And we are in Sparks, Nevada, for all those listening all over at the um, Musicians Rehearsal Center. Christian is behind the man behind the curtain, who has been by my side for many years as well. And, you know, we come upon the holidays and Mm -hmm. it's a really, we should reflect every day. But I think during before Christmas, we kind of like take a moment maybe with a fireplace on or a cup of hot chocolate and you're sitting with your families or you're reading a good book. And you just need to take a moment to go, hmm, I'm you, good. You know why? Why? Tell me why. Let's talk about that. In my opinion. I want your opinion. Is because at Christmas we're less competitive. Every other day of the year we have to compete to survive. But when we hit Christmas, we embrace the season. We, it's the, the reason for the season. season. And the competition for two weeks just fades away. You know... I, that's going to make me tear up. (laughs) So speaking of competition and doing that, um, I had talked the last few weeks about, we had an amazing 
I had an opportunity to partner with Tour de Brews, mm -hmm. which is um, the Reno Brewery District, which is right. growing. It's on 4th Street. And it's a place that maybe years ago you would think, oh, I don't know. But now mm -hmm. our local community business owners have come together and they're like, we're going to put our business here. Mm -hmm. We are going to do this and we're going to we're going to bring Reno back. And I'm so honored that they uh, had asked me, hey, Deb, do you want to be a sponsor of this event? And it's Jingle Brews. So um, I think they were like 18 or 19 of the local businesses, whether it's distillery or a, a brewery or a restaurant or um, hotel. Mm -hmm. They decided to part. They'd partner together quite a few times a year. But this one, they said, Deb, do you have a favorite charity? And as I mentioned, Northern Nevada Children's Cancer Foundation is true to my heart. And I promised little Maddie, she's up there watching, that I would continue to mm -hmm. make sure that that we knew that we have to continue to fight the fight for these little kiddos who can't do it on their own. So um, I was able to donate a case of the About Town Deb wine by Crystal Basin, and Farino said that we could serve it. So the mm -hmm. Children's Cancer Fund, I wasn't even there. That's what's so cool about this, is that I didn't even need to be there. So the Children's Cancer Foundation, Cheyenne and her friend goes, I, I have a pouring card. I got you, Deb. So I had the wine sent to um, to them and they poured it. So the, the pours were $3 a piece. So the full $3 of the pour of the wine went directly, like directly on their swipe to Children's Cancer Foundation. And the William N. Pennington Foundation is doubling. So that means $6 was going and then $2 of every ticket was going. Mm. So I felt like, so what I'm getting at is we all came together. And so, you know, you have... Um, the brewery district, you have Farino, you have Black Rabbit Meads, the Children's Cancer, and all the other businesses, they all tag each other. Mm -hmm. They all support each other. And because of that, we were able to raise $800, which will be doubled to 1600 So I'm just saying that, that you are right. This time of year, we need to just say, hey guys, we're in this together. How can we make the world a better place? Our town a better place? Our family, families come together. So really, mm -hmm. you are so true. That is such a true statement. But I really wanted to thank everybody who came out for the Tour de Bruise. And, and you know, the Cancer Foundation is amazing. And they didn't have to be there, but they did. Mm -hmm. They stayed all day. Well, and you also taught a journalist something new. I did my job. You said this individual has a poor card. I had no idea you had to have a you card do. to be able to serve wine. You do at a, in at Nevada a, in a benefit or whatever. And, and in Nevada, yeah. You before you cannot pour a sip of wine without a pour card because you have to go through learning who not to pour to, what to do. Right. We have to keep our that community makes safe. So it's really good. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. We're going to get through that. We're going to take our first break. When we mm -hmm. come back. Um, we're going to let Bill share some of his holiday wisdom with us <laughs> that he's been up to. So it's about time Deb and Bill Brown. We'll be right back. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Debbie McCarthy, About Town Deb. We have Bill Brown here. You know what? I I think I'm going to record a cover of that song. Will you? (laughs) Do you sing? No. Do you sing? Can you when I when I was young, I was um, a member of a special boys choir. Oh, and we traveled all over California. Well, of course you can sing then. Well, can you sing a tune? Time has been uh, <laughs> moving along, as they say. So, yeah, I hum now. I hum. Humming a lot. is good. Yeah. Do you hum in the shower? No. Oh, do you sing in the shower? No. I listen to my podcast in the shower. Uh, well, you should, because that's I, your business. No, I, but I don't like to look at it, but I wait till I'm in the shower and I listen to it. And I'm like, who is that? Do no, I, I, never... I think about the characters in my novel. Okay, well, see, you have t- lots of novels going mm-hmm. and that you're finishing and you continue to have one after the other. So your mind is all about that. Yes. It's amazing. My mind is about how do I bring more people together? I'm going to do a quote really quick. So not really quick. I may do two quotes. So if you follow me on About Town Dub and Instagram, every Monday I try to put out some kind of quote that Mm. usually goes with the theme of the show. And we were talking about Christmas and people coming together, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were going to say that. So one of them was true friends don't have to be physically together to experience the joy of Christmas forever. Then I want one of mine I put, we are miles apart, but distance never bothered our friendship. May this Christmas fulfill all your wishes and dream as together we are one heart. So please reach out today, no matter where you are, what day you're listening to this and let somebody know that just because you're miles apart, they are in your heart and that you love them. So that is my task for you this week. at this time of year, that is especially important because there are so many people who get down at the time mm. of the year when we're all supposed to be our most gracious, our most happy, humble. our most humble, our most forgiving, our most loving. A lot of people just don't have that. And that's why it's important to, I haven't talked to this person for a long time, and I know that perhaps their wife or their husband passed away. I'm going to get on the phone. You know, and even if it's somebody right next door. So Lisa, I love you. If you're listening, she just Mm -hmm. lost her husband a few months ago. And I feel like we all get so busy. And even though she's right next door the last few years, I've been so busy and she's been working from home and they've been just both working from home. So we haven't really seen each other. So I feel like we're miles apart, but I know Mm -hmm. I could knock on her door or she can knock on my door or text me and say, Hey, Deb, I need this. Right. So really, it doesn't matter how far they are away. Right. Please, if it's your neighbor, if it's your grandparent, your aunt, your uncle, mm-hmm. your best friend you haven't talked to, a simple, and I say call them. Don't even text them. I think you need to pick up your phone. It's the voice. It's the, the voice. And you need to say, hi, it's yeah, Deb. Absolutely. I'm thinking of you. And if that's all I'm thinking of you, just to let them know that even though you are miles apart or you haven't taken the time because you've both been busy and we don't mean to be busy. It just happens. So yes, I, I, that is a challenge for everybody out there. 
think about somebody like close your eyes and think about somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. Yeah. And you know, um, one of the things I do is I, uh, zoom people who yes. I know have a camera on their okay. computer and we can sit and talk through zoom. We can see each other. We can tell each other. We love each other. We can also see if there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you have the capability of doing that and you know that they do, it's a wonderful way to communicate. And FaceTime, FaceTime too. FaceTime is wonderful. Yeah, especially because, hello, shout out Grandma B, Ellie, all my family with, um, I think last Christmas, Joey and Josh and I, we got my mom a cell phone. Mm -hmm. We may have given her even one of our old ones. Either way, she has a cell phone and she's learning it. She's get, She's very talented, by the way. She's good at emojis and texting every morning. I just love it. But we will do FaceTime mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll like get a whole bunch of us and we're all on there. And you, then you're right. You can see, she'll say, Hey Deb, you know, she got me this beautiful wreath and for Christmas and she got this cute little Christmas tree that the little Santa goes around mm -hmm. and she said, Hey, so I want to show it to her mm -hmm. or I will literally FaceTime her as I'm opening what she sent me. Yeah. So that's you can be together. Yeah. And I, you, FaceTime is much more available for most people. For, yeah. If you want, cause she doesn't have a computer. She doesn't do uh, email. Well, yeah. FaceTime so is perfect. Zoom would be, hard. well, I guess mm -hmm. she could do Zoom on the phone, but yes. when you're in your eighties, you don't want to You don't want to learn no. too much more. So FaceTime is good. So I'm just saying, yes, cr social media can be crazy, but there are some tools in our technology with oh, yes. these phones that are yeah. positive. Yeah. So that's, that's a good one. So remember, so do that. There's two things, two assignments for them out there. I hope you're taking notes on all of this. Well, you, you tell you know. me what else we need to know about all this kind of good stuff about family and reminiscing and being present. Um, I think it's important at Christmas to have memories. It's important to remember what was your most favorite Christmas that you had. Mm. And then you simply drift away and you live there for a little while. And you always walk out happy. Mine, my dad was um, with the missile programs. Uh, he designed part of the Atlas ICBM. And we would travel every 10, 11 months to a different missile silo. And he would Ooh. supervise putting the missile into the silo. One of those years, we were in Swanton, Vermont. And that's just below, it's less than a mile below the Canadian border. Uh, it, at that time, was a beautiful little town. I mean... They were four-story buildings counting the fully finished basement and the fully finished attic, you know, and then at least two floors, some were taller. They all dated back to the Civil War type thing. And they had a beautiful Central Park where the Queen had presented royal swans to the people of Swanton. And they swam in a heated pool all year round. But I remember Christmas Eve, it started to snow. And the snowflakes that were coming down, literally, I'm, the, this were is not huge? an embellishment. Were they, huge? they were the size of silver dollars. Oh. No wind, just drifting down. No cars on the street. Swanton said, we'll send sleighs to get you. So there were sleighs running up and down oh. the street, carolers, people going oh. door to door. And I remember as a child, um, this was everything that you thought Christmas, Christmas should be. Yeah, it was gorgeous. So I go there every year. What? Up here. Oh, I'm like, I wanna, <laughs> can I go with no. you and Teresa? <laughs> that no. is dope. I, I go up here. I just oh. retire and I think about it and uh, contact my brother and we relive those times. 
You know, I, I tell people a lot when I post or when I'm saying goodbye and I'll say, you know what, um, to enjoy the moments. Mm -hmm. I always say, remember to enjoy the moments. And because the moments are here, you can't, Right. you right. had those moments and you could go back every year and close your eyes and think about the sleigh. And you just, I, I was like that. I was thinking, is that a new chapter in a book? Cause I was <laughs> listening to you. Like we can listen to Bill because you, you're so eloquent and you, uh, you share your stories and we get to be there with you. I really felt like I was there with you. That's why I'm like, Oh, do I get to go next time? But I was there. Yeah. I, I, I'm a storyteller now. That's what I do. I spent 38 years telling nothing but the truth. And when I got out, I had a set of skills. I, I knew how to write and uh, knew how to write a tight narrative and began to write fiction based on those skills. And that's what I love to do now. That's my job. Well, I'd love you to share another memory. I, just because that I felt like I went back in time. And I think we all need to go. I think we all need to visit with our friends and let them share the memories so we can be a part of it. Yeah. Well, that, that was my, um, that's your favorite one. That's my that? favorite. And that's the one that comes to mind every year. I mean, all of our Christmases were wonderful. Mom and dad worked so hard and they sacrificed so much. So my brother and I could have wonderful Christmases and I don't think we were ever able to say thank you enough, you know, but, uh, yeah, every Christmas with them was Christmas from heaven. Oh, so as a child, did you spend Christmas at home or did you travel to family the next day? Because we used to always have Christmas Eve and then in the morning we'd open our presents. But a lot of times we would go travel to San Diego or we'd go see cousins and we got to all celebrate together. Yeah, Dad couldn't leave the silos. Okay, so you were... So we were always there, but he was always there at Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and uh, a few days before. As long as he was in the area where the work was being done and the nation was being defended. Oh my gosh. He was good. That's a wonderful Christmas gift for us all to yeah. know that somebody is there. Oh, he's a cool guy. And, um, but see, but that, so if you think about it, we talked a little bit about this before the show and when we come back after the next break, I want to go into it where as a reporter, as a mm. journalist, um, as a um, retail worker, as a restauranteur, as a server, as your dad, mm -hmm. he couldn't leave. He had to be there. There's so many of you out there that we just want to say thank you because during the holiday times, you guys are working. You're at the front lines, whether it's a journalist or whether you're, I'm telling you, a, a, front, a, a, a cash register person <laughs> or a flight attendant. And you're on the front line because people just want to get where they're going and they're like not very happy because they want that gift and it's not there. And I want to see, I want to hear like if you have any stories when we come back about mm -hmm. what it was like to be sure. a journalist um, traveling or being even our own local hometown when um, your family's home around the Christmas tree. That's why every time I see a cop, I say thank you. You know, you know, I say thank you to, um, I want to say 99.8 times mm -hmm. when I'm at a grocery store, when I'm anywhere, I go, thank you for being here today. And they're like, what? I'm mm -hmm. like, no, if you weren't here today, I couldn't be shopping. And they're mm -hmm. like, wow, like, thank you. But it's those little things. And firefighters. Firefighters, policemen, um, you know, any, 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 if you are listening, you are important to us. So just know that we appreciate you. So we're going to take a break. When we come back. I'm going to have Bill share some of his stories right. during the holidays while we were all cozy in our homes celebrating Christmas. And 
And him, Bill and his fellow journalists were out covering stories for us so that we could know what's going on. So it's about time, Deb and Bill Brown. We'll be right back. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bowtown Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. Uh-huh. It's Dev and Bill, yeah. the Bill and Dev show. <laughs> we were talking at break, and that's usually the best time when any shows you do, because at break, you kind of just like sit back and you randomly say a thought, but then you can never repeat it the way, because mm-hmm. it just comes out. But I was saying, then I said to Christian as well, our engineer, I said, you know, guy, when you're, you're like, he brings out the best in me because I just listen to him and then I think of something and then he thinks of something and I'm honored and grateful. I'm so honored to, to finish off the year with you by my side. Oh, well, it's symbiotic. I, to, I, I know, mean, it's symbiotic. Know, she gives me energy. And so. I give you give me energy. So we all need to give each other energy out there. <laughs> you need to be aware of who you're with and you need to do that. I'm going to give, this is a quote that kind of goes with what we're talking about. Sometimes we're not able to be together at Christmas. So mm-hmm. Christmas is the day that holds all time together, Alexander Smith. So I just think that's very like, touching yeah no I, I think it's very true it's very true so yeah. i love you to share some christmas stories of when you were out and about and couldn't be home and well there's whatever you want to share there's good and bad there okay um it is tough when you first come up in broadcasting you're going to work the holidays all right because you're the young ones you're learning etc cetera, etc cetera. The senior reporters, the senior anchors, they are the ones that get those days off. Now, I was very fortunate. In 38 years, I never had to work at Christmas. Wow. But I did work a Thanksgiving, and then I volunteered to work all the Thanksgivings, and then this is the story behind that. Hey. Um, Many years ago, I was sitting down to uh, turkey dinner, And I had uh, a mouthful of turkey right here when the phone rang. I should have taken the bite. I would have taken it. But I didn't. I put it down. I went (laughs) over. And um, it was the uh, co-anchor that I was working with. At that time, I was doing sports. He was doing the main. And it was Tom Ainsworth. And he said, you got to get downtown. Downtown Reno. Downtown Reno. Because uh, there's a problem. And I said, what is it? And he said, well... Some woman just ran her car down the sidewalk and people are dying. Um, Now, you know who I'm talking about, Priscilla Ford. So I was one of the first reporters to get down there. And that was the first uh, mass casualty event that I had been at. I did a lot of others after that. But this was the first one where you walked up on the street and there were covered bodies Mm. and... um, people who were crying and medics were working with them. Well, I did my job. I got the story and I went home and uh, just put the turkey away and I never did eat it. And ever since then, Thanksgiving has been one of those holidays that I celebrate with others because it's special to them. But 
that's one of those memories that comes back. And this is something that affects all of the younger reporters as they go through their lives and they have to work the holidays. Uh, more often than not, we were talking earlier about people who have problems at the holidays. A lot of them choose to act out. And um, younger reporters have to deal with that. Well, it's, it has to be um, a tremendous amount of weight on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Because you, this is your job, mm-hmm. but you're there and you're witnessing things maybe you've never witnessed. Oh, absolutely. And um, do you remember a, uh, a reporter that was here and then went on to be a national news anchor? Her name was Elizabeth Vargas. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Well, she was a good yeah. buddy of mine and we worked together. And uh, I was the first reporter at the scene of Galaxy, the plane that crashed. And um, we had 70 people killed in that. And uh, I was on the air for like 36 hours, cat naps in between. Uh, and then she came out and she was stunned by everything that she saw. And I won't get too graphic yeah. about removing the victims, but it was her first mass, mass casualty event. And she said, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave. I can't take any more of this. I'm going to go interview the families. And I said, don't do that. All right. Do not interview the families because if you do, you're going to tie it all together. And when you put the elements of the story together, you've covered both ends of that. That will not sit well with you for a long, long time. Well, she thought, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, she was kind of a rookie. And then uh, about a week later, she uh, called me up and she said, um, what do I do about the body bags in the corner when I'm sleeping? She was seeing them, and then she was seeing family members. And so, that's why you were telling her not to interview. One not. or the other. Because then you brought the whole tragedy together. Yeah. And the other thing you could do is just look, if you look through a camera, this is why cameramen are so lucky in this situation. And I'm sure a Christian can tell you the same thing. You look through a camera, it's not real. It's television. Okay, that removes you. So the reporters don't always have that ability. But I used to, when I was a news director and we'd have these events, I would tell them, uh, when he's not at the camera and it's pointed at it, just go over and look at it through the camera and you're going to calm down. And they did. Wow. It's, you know, uh, it's a tough job. People think it's uh, easy to do and you're on the air and people are watching you and you really don't work very hard. You work very hard. Yeah. And, and I was going to say there, there's another reporter locally who I've talked to and she was saying that it's really hard when you're covering something like mm-hmm. that. And then let's say you've <clears throat> experienced something like that in your own life. Mm-hmm. And now you're on the air and you're good evening and you're watching this, but your mind is remembering what happened to your family. And we don't know that. We don't know that what they've gone through and they still have to stand up there and they present the news. And then afterwards it's like, how did I just get through that? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't like they need, how how do you, how do you take this from here when you're looking at this and be able to be there for the community and the audience? How how do you do that? How do you decompose? 
what's that decompartmentalize or what's that word compartmentalize how do you do that i mean if, if you've had a tragedy of your own how do you uh, do that well as well in, in some ways it makes you more sympathetic with the people that are involved yeah with uh the story that you're covering galaxy was the only time i broke down on the air and i was nearing the end of uh, the 36 hours and i'd gone like eight or nine hours without sleep doing lives every 20 30 minutes and um <laughs> the uh the roaches were already there hawking souvenirs with t-shirts saying i survived galaxy oh. or um how do you like galaxy uh, first class or burned to a crisp oh who would do that they were selling them that is disgusting. and i hit the air and i said uh, uh this i i talked about it and i said this reporter will never be able to understand that and i started to cry and um i said i'll just see y'all later and they cut away and they went to commercial the boss got on there and he said great job he said, we've never had so many phone calls in our life from people who were so deeply moved. I agree. And I think that's yeah. about on nurses, doctors, not yeah. just journalists, um, and even myself when we're out there. Um, I guess it's important. I don't think I know it's important to be real and to be authentic. And well, you have to be. If, if you need to say, hey, I, I got to step back a moment. Well, yeah. um, I've done that. I mean, I, I'm i the real about town Deb. I mean, <laughs> I, I will say something backwards or wrong and I'll, you know, like, hey, sorry about that. That was just me. Or there's times when the good stuff. So like yeah. a, a good story would be right here at the um, Musicians Rehearsal Center. We had mm -hmm. Kid Rocker. And I'm sorry, I got to keep talking about Kid Rocker. It's totally was the best Christmas gift for me because Lucas Paul, who's the founder of it, um, somebody had said to him, hey, you know, Deb, you know, you need to meet Lucas. Lucas, you need to talk to Deb. And he's he's like, hey, I'm having this event and I, I would love your support. How can you help me? I need some tips. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I gotcha. So I ended up kind of pretty much doing quite a bit and I just fell in love with um, little Ian, who's, um, I wanna say he's 10 or 11. He's somewhere around there. And he's the cutest little thing. And we got him on Colo News and, I, I watched him and I thought, you are my Christmas gift. You mm -hmm. are my gift. Mm -hmm. And then when I came in, they were having a holiday performance. So what Kid Rocker does is um, it's a nonprofit where they give scholarships to young children who um, may not be able to play an instrument or even purchase an instrument or have lessons. Mm -hmm. So the best part of the story is what I'm going to get to is that I brought um, my friends, um, Renee and Eric, to watch the show. And just because I thought, you know, it's a holiday. They're going to love it. So they sat here and I was watching them and they were like, really like, oh, they got to meet Ian. Um, and it was just really cute. So at the end of the show, I watched them walk up to um, Lucas and said, hey, you know what? We want to sponsor a child. And little did I know that from the moment that I met Lucas, I met Ian, I invite these people. Now their lives are touched because they're, there's a few children that are waiting oh, yeah. to be sponsored and they're going to sponsor them. And it just, it just the heart of that story. I mean, I literally, I could not stop smiling. I've been posting it and the videos, I'm just like, I, I mm. just want it. That is my memory. Yeah. That, that is a memory. And I could just like, my heart just melted and I could close my eyes and I could see little Ian smile right, right. and his curly hair. And, and, and he has a friend for life. And, yeah. and, when, and when I walked in the door 
to come to the event, he was standing there and he goes, Miss Debbie, like you're here. And that, like I say, there's my gift. Like he was so appreciative that I actually not only covered the story, I was here and I was here to see him and see right. the other kids. So please take time this holiday season. We're right. going to take another break and find those moments mm-hmm. and cherish them and, and give back when you can. There are a lot of, of very great things that happened to us yes. as public figures. And that was the best. We'll talk about that. Okay, afterwards. we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's Deb and Bill, Bill and Deb. <laughs> Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town. This is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. It's our final segment of our Christmas yeah, special. It's been like riding a rocket. It's gone by so quickly. It does, but you know what? The good news is, guys, next week, we're going to be back for a New Year's special. Yeah, yeah, that's So fun. we're going to end the year together. Bill and Deb, Deb and Bill. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, since this is our final segment, um, I was like, you know, I like to stalk him on social media. <laughs> And, you know, I, he posts some cool things and I'm like, hmm, I just see something about pickles. I'm not yeah, yeah. pickles is. And I'm like, hmm, if you're like our age <laughs> or even my younger kids, we spent many, many, they spent many hours on Papa Tony's lap and he would read the comics pickles. But I'm going to, um, so that's a good memory for me for Christmas as uh-huh. well. Because every Christmas the boys got the comic book or the books that had all the comics. Right. It was a gift. And every year we actually, we bought it for my dad and my boys and then they would read them together. So, mm-hmm. so let's, let's t- share some well, happy stuff. You know, now, I, uh, yeah, I didn't want everybody to think that uh, being a journalist is all a downer. It's not, it opens many doors and you have a chance to do, as you well know, a lot of wonderful things. Um, for instance, I was uh, the host of the first ever animal welfare telethon in the world that originated here in Reno. And we did it for, oh, I think seven or eight years and before I uh, moved on and, and they did something else. But it was during one of those shows that I got to meet Brian Crane. Now, he is the artist and the author behind Pickles, which is currently... Um, syndicated in about 1,100 newspapers around yeah. the country. And is if you've read it, then you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Know. If you haven't read it, please do. read it. <laughs> it's the kindest, most gentle family humor, but you belly laugh. <laughs> yeah. And because he's great. So this year, and you were at my Christmas party, you mm-hmm. braved the snow. I did for you. Well, thank you. But um, Brian and Mrs. Crane came over. It was the first one they've been able to make. 
and uh, authors swap books. So that's what we did. I, I signed one that he had wanted to read, and then he signed this for me. This is a hard copy of um, Pickles Tales, and I hope you can see that. This is his latest. And uh, he sent it to me in the mail the other day, and I'll just... Yes, please, please, please do. I'll show you. I've got a beautiful little card from him. And then oh. we got this um, we'll inscription that says, um, happy tails to you because uh, Roscoe the dog is wagging his tail until we meet again for Bill Brian Crane. Now, I always sign my books like for whoever, but this guy is a true celebrity. <laughs> yes, mean, he is. He is a genius and he's the most kind. Um, he has such kindness and generosity in his heart. and He's so humble. A lot of people at the party didn't know who he was, of course. And I said, can I introduce you? And he goes, well, you know, I don't. And I said, come on, Brian. They need to meet you. And he said, okay, all right. I said, this is Brian Crane, the man behind Pickles. And pandemonium broke loose. People came rushing up to him to get an autograph. And, and I even missed that. I was late to people, the party. Young people at the party, people in their 20s and 30s had read this. So... Um, by the way, he has a website, and we've been reading. Uh, I managed to pry this away from my wife because <laughs> she wouldn't let him bring it. But no, she did. I, I had to sneak it out. But um, if you go and you get this book, you will, and just read two pages a day, and your entire day will be better. So it's I don't know if it's pickles.com or Brian Crane. You can search it. Get we'll the book. Have to have yeah. have it posted by um, Christian here, but but like the. Like you said, your day, I got to tell you guys, that memory, we talked about those memories. Yeah. The belly laughs. So my elders, Josh, I know you don't like when I talk about you on the air, but he literally would sit there and laugh and laugh. And, uh -huh. so much, and it just brought joy to the whole room. Right. And when they knew it was time for that Papa time to sit on his lap, yeah. or, or he would, in the beginning when they were little, it was the we had the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So my dad would open the newspaper and here you have the kids sitting on the lap with Papa holding a newspaper and just, I don't know, guys, we all need to laugh. Oh, Laughing yeah. is the best medicine. And when I saw that post, I'm like, dang it, you're talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that is a blessing. We do, we are very blessed where we get to meet people we would normally not meet. Oh, Like I got to meet Bill. And now we sit <laughs> here, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody out there that you know that is pretty special to you and they've done something special. So there's another reason to reach out to them and like even oh, yeah. saying, Hey Brian, like I, I just thank you. I mean, I'm sure oh, he's, yeah. hard, but that's a big deal. And um, thank you for even bringing it here. Cause it really brought back a lot of memories and that's what Chris, well, we're cool. saying thank Christmas you. is about. Um, yeah. It's um, and Brian's on Facebook, by the way. Well, I'm going to definitely yeah. like that. And of you course. can, you can read his posts. Um, the book that he wanted to read from me was the second one I wrote. It's called uh, The Alien. Ooh, yeah. And uh, it's not nearly as scary as the first one he read. I asked him because he, I hadn't seen him in a long time. I said, what did you think of Blood Mountain? He goes, it was scary. Okay, so he gives you love and laughter and you give him spookiness. Well, that's what I write. <laughs> I know. So this is, uh, The Alien is about, uh, an alien who comes to earth with bad intentions and uh, it all takes place in Nevada and is based on a real incident out of Project Blue Book, 1957. 
and uh, where we talk about what actually happened, and then I usually start with something that is factual or close to it, and then let the mind wander. So another alien comes comes to Earth to track down the bad guy, but he's not so sure that Earth is worth saving. So it's up to the people he meets to show him humanity needs to survive. And I got a note from Brian the other day on Facebook saying, Bill, loving the alien, you need to pitch this as a movie. I agree. So um, I asked Santa for some screenwriting software. <laughs> and I, you got some though, didn't you? Uh, or you, you got something. You, did you get a new voice thing or recorder? I saw. To make my uh, writing easier. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. See, I really do follow him. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dragon Software. Yeah. And it's uh, speech to text. Okay. And I got a little Bluetooth uh, microphone. Uh, because I'm writing at night, uh, for the most part, afternoon and night. Mm. And when I'm typing, I make a lot of mistakes. So I spend a lot of time backing up trying yeah, to correct I, those. Yeah, I do too. This takes all of those away. I need that. It's, it is so cool. And my novels are all character driven. And I find myself typing, twisting this way to try <laughs> to describe it or making this face, face. or doing that. <laughs> now I have the freedom to get up and move from uh. the chair. And actually, physically, describe become and the, become character. the character, yeah. which will show in the story. In the yeah, novel. I hope so. And it's no, really it neat. Tried it out last night. It's very, very. Well, cool. I may have to ask Santa for that. <laughs> I'm the worst speller in the world, and I I'm dyslexic. I think too. I turn words around, <laughs> letters around. So I have to repeat things like you know, num phone numbers. I have to say, let me say it to you again. But I go, oh, that's not the right number. So I could use something like that because I really do want to start my story and. I would rather do it that way versus mm -hmm. typing. Mm -hmm. That would work for me. It is so just, much easier. I, I totally need to do that. So as we're getting down to the end, so I'm just going to have, I'm going to ask you a few fun Christmas questions. Okay. It. Okay. Can you name all of Santa's reindeer? No. Either can I. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's Rudolph, Donner, you know. Blitzen, Gibson, Tonner, Dixon, Lixon. You know Dasher and Prancer and Donner and, Donner and Dixon. Dixon. No, Dix is it Vixen or Dixon? Dixon. Comet, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall? Who's the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. reindeer. <laughs> we <Do> did sing. <laughs> we didn't plan that. Okay. You, know, you know the story behind that very quickly? Oh, tell me that. No, don't be quick. <clears throat> Let's, we can end with this. Let's it was written by Johnny Marks, who is one of the most successful uh, uh, songwriters in the history of Hollywood and um, recording. And he fished it around to a, a number of very famous people, and they didn't like it. Finally, it wound up on Gene Autry's desk. Okay. Ooh. Autry looked at it and said, uh, I don't want to do this. Mrs. Autry looked at it and said, you're going to do this. And happy wife, happy life. And it became one of the most recorded there is. White Christmas oh, I like that. with Bing Crosby, and there is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are the two most recognized recordings for Christmas. I like it. I'm going to give you one more because I, I think you'll like this. Cool. How early do you put up your Christmas tree lights and <laughs> holiday decorations for those of you who know Bill? How early? Come on. When do you put it up? Um, my wife is, uh, is <laughs> naturalized American. She's Filipina. 
And in the Philippines, they actually begin to decorate towards the end of September. Well, wow. I'm, well, they're 95% Roman Catholic. Okay. So I managed to hold her off <laughs> until about when? the first or second week of November. But we decorate. You saw that tree. I, I, I know. It's and you see the decorations in the down house the hallway and outside. And everywhere, and, yeah. yeah. It takes it us takes- literally two to three weeks to get everything up and running. <sighs> I and of course, it. you know, it comes down a lot faster. It it's does. The but then you got to put it away and that takes yeah, a lot of time. So. so we're getting to the very, very end now. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I just want to say, number one, thank you, Bill, Christian. Thank you. Thank you to all my hosts who come on here all the time, like Amber and Yvonne and Jamie with pineapple pedicabs and especially you. I hope to have you at least once a month. Um, I just want you to take the time to just remember to be graceful and kind over the holidays and know that I truly care about you. Bill, Mm -hmm. let's end it with your thoughts. Um, There's a reason for the season. And that's what I, I don't care what faith you are. There's still a reason for this season. So fall back on that, celebrate it, love those around you and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week Yes, for our New Year's show, and we wish you all the best, and please, many, many moments and memories to come. Mm-hmm. It's about time Deb and Bill Brown. See you next week. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.